Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast show where we talk about everything that musical theatre teaches us. I am Zancy Weber, and with me, as ever, are my magnificent co-hosts, Julie Eisentrager. Hi! And Miranda Selwood. I'm also here. And our special guest today is none other than singer-songwriter Alex Smith. Hi! Or your man, Alex Smith, as you may know him. That's also me. Hello, I'm both of them. How are you, Alex? Yeah, good. Actually, to be honest, man, it's been a hard day. Thanks for asking. I need someone to talk to. I'm good. How are you guys going? We're good. It's Friday and it's time to talk about musical theatre. Yes. Yes. Yes? Yes. What musical did you bring to us here in the studio to talk about today? I have brought... Bat Boy. And that's why you're the best person. Yeah. This is one of my favorite shows. And unlike unlike Xana Don't, I am (laughs) not guilty about liking this show. I think it is a great show. This is the musical interpretation of Batman. Is that correct? Incorrect. (laughs) Young Batman. Who plays Penguin in this show? Danny DeVito still. Always. (laughs) Reprises his role. I would pay so much money to watch that musical. Well, no, so we're talking about Lawrence O'Keefe's Bat Boy. But before we do that, let's talk about Alex Smith and who he is and what he does, shall we? Let's get to know you. That Just one? Just one line today? Yeah, well, I thought I'd integrate it into the sentence. Oh, no, I like it. Yeah. That was great. Alex, which musical up. character would other people compare you to? Well, I thought Seymour Crowborn. Mm. Seymour Crowborn! But when I asked, I got uh, Brad from Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> which I feel is an yeah. insult to my character. <laughs> Offensive, or, but you He's know. very well-meaning. Also, one of the dudes from Next to Normal. Didn't specify which one. So, like the doctor? I don't or know. The, just, I don't know. just one of the dudes from Next to Normal. Now, Alex. Yes. This is, this is a deep dive. This is, this is, this is, this is a pull from the... Far reaches of the universe. Are you aware of the musical, The Toxic Avenger? No. In that musical, there are five players. There are the to- there's the Toxic Avenger, the Toxic Avengers love interest, mm-hmm. his mother slash enemy. She doubles as his enemy. And then there are two other guys who play literally everything else. Nice. One of those guys sings a song at the end of Act One. Mm-hmm. And that is the guy that you are. Okay. For the that one person so... who knows what I'm talking about, 
I just googled it, and that could be incredibly offensive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Is check it the guy with the eye hanging sure. out? The no, what? that's the Toxic Avenger. Oh right, okay. Oh, the gosh. guy with the aviators. not that he looks like him, but he has <laughs> this kind of like storyteller American song, uh, kind of Bruce Springsteen-y vibe. Hmm. Yeah. I've I've made a note. Toxic Avenger, everybody else guy. It's very funny. There's two of them. Yeah. They're hilarious. I have a I weird feeling I would like this musical. You would. Which is you weird. Would. It's very funny. What if I uh, think I'm the other one of the two? Maybe. You could be. And As in what if I'm like, is this the guy's of identity? Means? Yeah. I would say Bat Boy, Toxic Avenger, great double feature. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But what musical character would you like other people to compare you to? See, I went off my gut and my gut said Hamilton, but Hamilton right. isn't a great person. He's not a great person, but maybe Alexander you don't want to be a great person. Maybe. I just obsessed about that legacy, yo. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah Fair enough. Cool. Is Hamilton your dream role? Well, it kind of <laughs> can't be. Not allowed to be. Because you're not Lin Manuel. Yeah. Mm. But um I well, Seymour from Little Strip Horrors is what got me into acting. Uh, also, uh, Edgar from Bat Boy. Yes. Or JD from Heathers. Oh, I'd love to be JD. That's a good one for you. I can see you as JD. That's a good one for you. I'd have to get taller. <laughs> you don't have to be taller. You, why? I just been really good to have JD a weird short JD. There's no physicality needed for JD because he's he's this mysterious stranger who comes in, fights a guy, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And then it's just a weird infatuation between. Isn't he supposed to be like tall, dark, and handsome though? No, it's it's like a weird. Weird, yeah. But Why you have black? <laughs> One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> uh, and you're not short. I am 5'9". Oh, okay, you're pretty short. But no, <laughs> no, a lot of musical theatre girls would be shorter. Coming over there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of musical theatre girls are shorter than 5'9". Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, what's your favourite Sondheim show? Uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweet, right. sweet. Yeah. Quick, solid answer. I like it. Good not, answer. Not normally a fan of the Sondheim. Now you've gotten wrecked it. So he's like, that's what I like. Because the rest suck. Well, I'll continue because I have to. What is your go-to shower song? Well, I am I am singer-songwriter man, so I have an eclectic shower range. However, Is it mostly your songs? <laughs> well, often, because i gotta, I got to have them. And you've got to keep to go. them in your head. But... Uh, Typically, the I Want song from like any musical is Fair usually enough. the one. At the moment, it's I Believe from Book of Mormon is my nice. go-to. <laughs> it's a good one, especially in the shower for some reason. It's because of all the steam. Everything's yeah. better in the shower. What are you talking about? So freeing when naked. <laughs> I do believe. <laughs> all right. So now is the time where you get to make friends or enemies okay. by choosing to delete one musical from existence. Okay. And it can't be Cats because Cats is dead. Fuck. Okay, well, that's good because it was all Cats after my choice. Because fuck Cats. <laughs> it's all right. Don't it's do right. that. Don't fuck Cats. <laughs> Please. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> it was my final wish. Don't fuck Cats. I'm going to write that down. It's a memo. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, I thought long and hard about this. Wink. Um, Winky face. All I could think of was adding machine. Oh, yes, 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 get it, go on, done. Yeah. What a dumpster think, fire. Burn it, burn I it. I think that's the second that's time the second that's shot. come up. And if we get three, they legally have to get rid of it. <laughs> well, it took nine to get rid of cats. It so I don't nine. know how many lives an adding machine has. <laughs> I think two. So I think we're done. 
<laughs> sucks. So, uh, I get what yeah. they're going for, the juxtaposition of like, but the nice things are nice and everything, but it just sucks. I don't get what they're going for and I don't like the score and it's awful. It's gone. There's, there's it, not it. a lot. Burn it. Burn it with fire. Not a lot recommending it. And the dude's like super racist and gross and I get that's his character, but also like, I don't have to fucking watch this. It sucks. <laughs> get, out, get out of here with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking adding machine. Bent. And apologies to all of our listeners. There is an explicit tag on this episode also. <laughs> ah, damn it. No, no, kids. I made a note as well. I was like, don't swear on this one. <laughs> this Sorry, is you after making the note. Yeah. And yep. if you'd like to um, enjoy listening to Alex speak more, uh, <laughs> he also has his own podcast, My Song Suck. Um, enjoy that. It's very explicit. <laughs> it is. There's a lot well, of swearing on that. Actually, no, I think you swear less on that than you just have in the last five minutes. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't talk about cats and much. It's true. That, it's so, true. Yeah. Andrew oh. Lloyd Webber does that to people. Yeah. I forgot. I really was just popping it off with cats. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All okay. right. We okay. Forgive well, you. Let's... We forgive you. Dinner with the parents for the first time is always hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will start talking about Bat Boy. Okay, Alex, what can you tell us about Bat Boy? Well, Bat Boy is an American rock musical <laughs> with a book by uh, Katie Foley and Brian Fleming. Uh, music and lyrics by Lawrence O'Keefe. Lawrence O'Keefe's first outing. Yes. Musical theater. Uh, he then later went on to write uh, Legally Blonde and also Heather's the musical, which oh, I didn't, I didn't yes. know that. Um, and while nice I'm little... not the biggest fan of Legally Blonde, I do like it. I don't hate it. I love Heather's. Heather's is a bop and it slaps. Um, <laughs> are these music terms that I'm just not aware of? Am I too old for these music, <laughs> music terms? I'm too old. I just hang out with younger people than I am. Uh, the, its first production of the show premiered on Halloween 1997, which that is pretty cool. That seems appropriate. That checks out. Yeah, and um, they did it through uh, a club which specialised in, like, really dramatic emotions and stuff. <laughs> um, beefing it. Um, they, they said that it was like a... Um, the actors there like got really wildly into everything and it was just like a really crazy atmosphere. And so they, they wrote it specifically to be like, what's it like to, you know, have two parents, but one of them hates you. And also like your sister is your love interest and all these like really volatile yeah. emotions that they could really lean into. And well, spoiler alert for the plot. Sorry, everyone <laughs> for everything. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. The bad boy, the, like the inspiration for it. Oh yes. yes. Is a meme. A meme from the world, the weekly world the, news, the weekly world news about a half boy, half bat that's terrorizing the Midwest of of the USA, and has since, after the musical, continued on being something that they keep going back to. Yeah, I didn't know like, what I thought it was. Yeah. Just, I thought it was just a one off cover because, like, so this weekly world news used to spit out like fake headlines and stuff, and people were like, "Oh, cool," and you know, it's yeah, like alien abductions. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Bat Boy is actually the second highest selling issue, um, and I thought it was just like a, a one off, but it was like it became the kind of mascot kind of thing, and they just kept coming back to it. And there's a very long, weird history, including a family tree of all the, the bat boys. Yes. And it was like <laughs> oh, yeah. boys. And then like three generations before bat boy, they dropped the E. So it was pronounced boy. 
and like it's like Roger boy and really boy and also yeah and like he he steals but cars and it's like it's weird yeah like this is, is <laughs> I this have is no like, idea what's happening <laughs> is weird alternate history sort of things like new fake this is like literal okay. fake news here's yeah. a little okay so the headlines bat child found in cave Bat boy leads cops on three state chase. FBI <laughs> captures Bat child. Bat child. Bat child found in K. Like, oh, it's weird. Oh. He's also not in real life, obviously, but like in the in the narrative, he went to war and he's like a, a war vet. He's a war hero because yeah. he yeah. can see in the dark. So they used him uh, Guys. To, to try and find people overseas. Guys. Is he a superhero? Uh, okay, so in my just all I typed in was Bat boy. Google search it now. Go. Guess who came up? Who came up? Friend of the show, <gasps> Patrick A. Patrick <laughs> is one of the Google images for Kill the Bat Boy. Oh uh, no, yeah, the poster would be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Patrick. Love that boy. Who designed that poster? Me. Yeah, <laughs> it was me. It was a leading. There's question. two, Back and they're the both day. delightful. Back in the day, uh, uh, yes, Patrick Aiken was involved in a production. Uh, Derailed it. Sorry, you did derail it. <laughs> so, not the even story, sorry. The world weekly, weekly world news version of Bat Boy mm. is not the Bat Boy that appears in the musical. It just inspired the musical. Yeah, right. This okay. Is the, the they just took the character concept, fiction. the the idea of a half boy, half bat, and then put it in small town America, and then mm. just kind of went from there. Although Hope Falls, West Virginia, is where. The original Bat Boy is said to be Correct. found in yeah. the newspaper. Yeah. yeah. The original Bat Boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> yeah, good. Uh, yeah. A cool thing is every time you do a production of Bat Boy is if you tell, because now it's a website, Weekly World News is a website. Uh, if you tell them that you've putting on a show, then they're like, Bat Boy sighted in Brisbane, Australia. Mm. And like, they just tell you about the musical show, which I think is pretty cute. Oh, yeah. that's nice that they're supportive. Yeah. Well, yeah, I we think did a thing. Kind of turned into something else. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? The Brisbane people now know about the weekly world news, yeah, <laughs> and our real news. Uh, but it's also one because it never made its way to Broadway. No, it, it, was it looks only like ever it's off Broadway. Played everywhere else though. It did West End. It did West End. Yeah, and off Broadway, but it, it never made it to to Broadway official. It was a, an unfortunate time in American history and it kind of derailed a lot of musicals. <laughs> oh, that sounds controversial. Do we have more information about that? Oh, uh, just 9-11 happened and oh, New York yeah. kind of shut down for a bit. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> do we, do we have more information Sorry. about 9-11? <laughs> didn't feel the silence there, Miranda? Or? No, I didn't know. I just didn't, didn't put it that. together. I didn't put it. I'm sorry, everyone. But uh, so when it was on, when it was off, on Off-Broadway... Uh, it won the Lucille Lortel Award uh, and two Richard Rogers Awards from the American Academy of two? Arts and Letters Three. and the Outer Critics Circle Award in 2001. A circle award? The Circular. Outer Critics Circle oh, Award. I was going to say, it's just like, yeah, we don't like this show, but you you get our circle award. Here you go. <laughs> Not the square award, <laughs> only the circle one. Uh, but again, like uh, regional productions have kind of swept around the US and doing a lot getting a lot of other mm. regional awards. It's a good show. Yeah. That's my hot take. <laughs> that boy is a good show. <clears throat> West End reviews were less than positive. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I have a quote here. Very oh. uh, divisive. Some people really got around are, it. The quotes can be fun. Some people do uh, not The like curtain it. up review notes. Unless Bat Boy the Musical gathers a cult audience. I which fear, it did. Which it definitely <laughs> it did. did. Yeah. I fear it will not linger. The newspaper critics do sometimes get it wrong, but they've been less kind to Bat Boy than the West Virginians portrayed in the musical. <laughs> and the West Virginians portrayed in the musical want to lynch Bat Boy. Yeah, so isn't there literally a song, Kill the Bat Boy? Correct. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, so, <laughs> so much hate. But it did subsequently sell out the 2006 Edinburgh Festival production. Nice. Which was we used a revised score, uh, uh, used the revised score of West End. So, you know, it did develop that cult following. Mm. Yeah. Some reason, yeah. a lot of the lyrics and themes changed in yeah. the London production. Like, the they, end, they, yeah, yeah, they changed they revised some, it. I don't know why they changed it. Honestly, I think they just developed it more because it was off-Broadway. It didn't get a chance to go to Broadway. I think they mm. viewed the West End production as that chance to polish the show and move it. See, I, I still prefer the original cast recording. I I can go either, either way. I, I, I would probably lean towards the original as well. Yeah. I don't know why. It might just be because I heard it first. It just feels like some of the words are clunky. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on and talk about the plot of Bad Boy, the Let's. musical? Do it. Okay, Julie, what's the story of Bad Boy the Musical? I don't know. Well, there's this guy, right, and um, his name is Bruce Wayne and yes. his parents get shot in I an know. alleyway. And yeah, like they're coming out from the movies and then yep. they get shot and like, and yeah, then he bam. gets. He gets like brought Bruce up Wayne sees it by his butler Pennywise and um, <laughs> wait Pennywise no Pennyworth what's his name Alfred Alfred Pennyworth his oh name. Alfred Pennyworth not Pennywise, Pennywise is a clown Dude, correct but that could explain a lot if Pennywise <laughs> did bring him up so there is in fact a Batman the musical is there very sorry that in- was. Very kind of like Edinburgh Fringe recording oh, musical. Jim Steinman was going to compose for it originally. Uh, is maybe? it the equivalent of Batman and Robin? And is that why I've never seen it? No, it's not a great. So musical. yes, it is the equivalent of Batman maybe? and Robin. Sure, I got canned. Nice to meet you. <laughs> anyway, we sure. should get back to Bat okay. Boy Act rather than Batman. One. In a fictional town of Hope Falls, West Virginia, three teenage. <laughs> Now I have to read the word spelunkers. <laughs> Spelunking is a fun word. Spelunkers. Run. You weren't here when it came up in Floyd Collins. No, I was not. Yeah, no. I chose not to. There's splunking in more than one musical. Stop saying splunk. Anyway. Floyd Collins is literally set in a cave. Ron, Rick, and Ruthie Taylor discover the Bat Boy, a deformed humanoid creature. Bat Boy attacks Ruthie and is taken captive by Rick and Ron. Yes. Me. Ruthie's taken to hospital and the bat boy is placed in the care of Sheriff Reynolds, who brings him to the home of local veterinarian Dr. Parker Meredith. Dr. Parker. Sorry. Meredith Parker's wife. There's lots. I don't like full stops. <laughs> Meredith. Situation. What? Parker's wife agrees to take him in. Shelley, the Parker's teenage daughter, is repulsed by the bat boy and infuriated by. Wait, is this just Edward Scissorhands? Pretty much. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Okay, great. It's kind of, yeah. I'm back yes. on board. <laughs> you said you've seen this. I have seen okay. it. Okay. Doesn't mean I paid attention. Um, it's like a first scene. How did you turn out so quick? <laughs> it's like, I'm out. <laughs> Curtains up. I'm out of this. Pretty much. What do you mean? We're in a cave? No. Nah, <laughs> don't like it. Spelunking. Again? I'm done with this. Again? So much spelunking. I anyway. saw this in Floyd Collins. Shelley, the Parker's teenage daughter, is repulsed by the bat boy and infuriated by his constant screaming. Beth Meredith, something. Wait, hang on. Wait, I've gone. I can't read. Anyway. Meredith pities him and Christian uh, christens him with a new christens him with our new name. Good God, Edgar. 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 Uh, Rick Ta- Rick Taylor, Shelley's boyfriend, arrives and is infuriated by Edgar's presence. Threatens to kill him with a knife. Wow. Now he's infuriated with Edgar's presence because it's stopping him from having sex with Shelley. <laughs> I mean, I'd be what? I'd be mad about why, it. Why wouldn't you just go to another room? I don't think I, mean, I why could. Isn't that an option? I believe he's just in the living room. I don't think I could if there was like another human in a cage. Next. Well, I'm you know. And her mother <laughs> is upstairs. Like Alex, just go to her bedroom. If you want it bad enough, <laughs> you'll go to another room. Uh, uh. <laughs> this upsets Shelley, and Meredith makes Rick leave. Meredith attempts to comfort Edgar. Meanwhile, the mayor of Hope Falls and the local ra- ranchers, yes. Are worried by their cattle. Are worried by their cattle, which are unexpectedly dying, inexplicably dying. Who cares? Mm. Same thing. I the, care. I care about the cows. Yeah, you do. The rumors of the discovery of a bat boy lead them to believe that he must be preying on the cattle. Oh. And it's time for a mob. Yay! I love a good mob. I. <clears throat> you know how old people are my thing that make me feel things. Mm-hmm. Mobs are the things that make me angry. Oh, like if you want to make me angry, so put, a, put an unreasonable lynch mob. Mobs. In so the you're room. really set up exactly as musical theater writers would like you to be. Yes, you're just ready to take on their suggestion. Yep, done. <laughs> it's like whoa. In Beauty and the Beast, you're like, oh, I'm mad about it. As soon as you see a mob, yeah, yeah. Are you great. mad about the fact that there's a mob? You're yes. just like, ah, oh, what a bad narrative convention. No, or are you no, like, no, no. yeah, I'm angry about what this mobs are mad about. My go-to example of this is The Mist. Uh, it's a, it's a it's film adaptation of a, of a Stephen King novel. And, oh. <laughs> and in the matter of two days, one religious zealot woman turns the whole supermarket. It's always one religious zealot woman oh, that does it. It makes me so angry. <laughs> okay. So angry, Julie. Well, anyway, the mob time. Like, what? Dr. No. Parker returns home and is about to euthanize Edgar. When Meredith intervenes, Meredith begs Parker not to kill Edgar as he consent and and he consents when she agrees to sleep with him. So Dr. Parker is going to euthanize Edgar because he's in pain because he's starving, basically. It's it's Uh, done a bit weird as well. Pardon? It's done a bit weird as well because he just comes home, sees him and is like, oh, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think do a vet it. would do either. Mm. Well, the whole the whole town expects him to do this. That's great. Yeah. But so they've mean, kind of you? like brought him. Just because so the whole town happen. jumps off a bridge, does it mean you need to too? I literally just told you how angry mobs <laughs> make me. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, uh, he, do you think Parker, he knows at that point? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, sweet. L- there is a twist later on that you will find out, and I think, yes, at this point, it is definite that he knows because he uh, 
he says to Meredith, like, you know what this is, don't you? Oh. You know who this is. And it's kind of I just have forgotten off. the plot and I've not read through the rest of this wiki Ooh, article. Julie. So it's going to be a twist for me too. Oh, it's going to so be fun excited. for you. Oh, no, I just remembered. Damn it. Also, also, myself. also, it's not just she agrees to sleep with him. She's just like, please don't kill him. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet. If you if you have sex with me. And she's like, but isn't this uh, his wife? Yes. Yeah, man. That's some really, they are very unhappy, yeah, unhappy Christmas people. Lights. Anyway, so yeah, exactly. Parker celebrates and um, what he sees <laughs> as an upturn in his failing marriage and feeds Edgar animal blood. Mm, nom, 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 nom. Delicious. Mm. At the hospital, Ruthie is delirious from her injuries, but her mother promises the sheriff will kill. Promises the sheriff will kill the bat boy or be fired. Great. Yes. So basically, the town is threatening the sheriff if they don't kill the bat boy, he's going to lose his job because they'll vote someone else in. And Mrs. Taylor is kind of like the leader of this mob. Yeah, she's the religious zealot. Uh, yes, she's not in the movie. She, she, she's not in the in the musical. She's not a religious zealot. She's just a very opinionated mother. I I took religious zealot from that. <laughs> With the help of Meredith's patient teaching and Doctor Parker's secret feedings of blood, Edgar learns speech etiquette and how to dress and obtain a high school equivalency diploma. That yep, in a matter of a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's my fair lady. He's a bad so boy. Smart, He's a quick learner. Yeah. The town council implore Dr. Parker to prevent the reviled Edgar from attending the upcoming meeting. Parker protests, insisting Edgar is not a threat to anyone, but is pressured into giving his word that Edgar will not attend. Right. Edgar begs the Parkers to let him go, and Meredith eventually relents. Incensed by Meredith's undermining his word, Dr. Parker grabs, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, this is where it turns <laughs> dark. So up until now they've just yeah. adopted yeah. like a foundling and they've educated him and fed him and like tended to his needs and like he's a he's a, like a real person now and he can yeah. contribute and then it gets dark. So yeah. Dr. Parker grabs Meredith um, aggressively and Edgar instinctively attacks him. Meredith runs to comfort Edgar over her husband, leaving Parker humiliated and furious. Parker begins to devise a way to destroy Edgar and save his marriage to Meredith. He taunts a hungry Edgar with a live rabbit and Edgar steals, uh, sorry, Edgar struggles with his feral urges to kill. Just as it seems Edgar is overcoming his hunger, Parker draws blood from the rabbit and Edgar eats it. Parker gives Ruthie Taylor, what though? Yeah. Oh no, I forgot about this. Parker <laughs> gives Ruthie Taylor a lethal injection in her hospital room, intending to blame her death on Edgar. So because there's apparently no real doctors in the town. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And Ruthie has been suffering from the bite that Edgar gave her when he attacked her when mm-hmm. they found him. They were like, YOLO, let's make it look like yeah, you killed Yeah, so, well, yeah, Dr. Parker basically says, I'm going to inject you and then I'm going to tell everyone that you died because of the poison bite. Crazy. Crazy time. Act Through song. two. It's a good act Oh, it's one about finale. to get weird. It's about to get weird, everyone. It, it was already a bit weird, but it's, it's about to get a lot get weirder. It kind of just weirder. made sense. Everything still made sense. Yeah. This is where act two, you sit there and you're like, what? What? Did I walk back to the wrong musical? (laughs) I don't want to see this. (laughs) I didn't ask for this. So good. At the revival meeting, Reverend Hightowers offers a faith healing. Oh, Oh, which is such a good song. Sorry, just remembered it. 
It is a good song. I do like this musical, it turns out. Yeah. Meredith, Shelley, and Edgar arrive at Edgar and Edgar volunteers himself for the faith healing. The town are disgusted by his presence, but Edgar implores them to accept him. The townsfolk are won over by Edgar's eloquence and civility and embrace him. So up until this point, the the townspeople have been using in inverted commas, Christian charity as a way to kind of manipulate people into doing what they want. Now that they've got the actual reverend there, he kind of encourages them to actual Christian charity and like be accepting yeah, and let him in and be a friend maybe. Be a friend to the bat boy. Mm-hmm. So Not about it. This is when Dr. Parker arrives at the revival and reveals Ruthie has died, blaming her death on Edgar. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) The townsfolk are furious and once again turn on Edgar. In the ensuing struggle, Edgar attacks Rick Taylor. Of course he's going to attack Rick Taylor. Who else? Under the pretense of tending to his wounds, Dr. Parker administers Rick with a lethal injection. Seriously, Dr. Parker, what is your problem? He's just killing everyone. This this is not going to fix your marriage. He has to convince his wife that Edgar is dangerous. I know. She. Asks him to kill Edgar to win her back to. But it's just control. so stupid. Anyway. He's he's he is insane. Like yeah. Dr. Parker is insane. The townsfolk former mob. Mob. There we it's go. A mob guy. led by mob Parker time. and pursue Edgar into the woods. Oh, into the woods. <laughs> into the woods to grandmother's house. A very different scene coming up. <laughs> very very different. In the woods, Shelley and Meredith look for Edgar. Together they decide that they will run away from Hope Falls and Dr. Parker and Dr. Parker. Shelley tells Meredith she's falling in love with Edgar and Meredith's horrified response causes Shelley to run away deeper into the woods. There she meets Edgar and the two comfort each other and confess their love for each other. The Greek god of nature, Pan, arrives to preside over the union. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a visual of Pan too. Just it's so casual as well. It's like the Greek god of nature, Pan, arrives. Because um, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Just what this, he's here. He's here now. And it kind of comes that way in the story too. Like Absolutely. out of nowhere, he, he appears up. and you're like, damn, you look good. So that's my response to this version I saw. Yeah, it's either. You're welcome, Sam. <laughs> the two interpretations I've, I have for it is it's either a trip that they're going on together. Yeah. Like drug-induced, like we're Maybe in the they forest. got a little poison. That's kind of what I th- thought because otherwise it's what you hope for otherwise <laughs> it's too weird <laughs> or things are weird anyway at this point or, or we have like this weird background player of pan who made the situation in the first place but he's such a good cat anyway <sighs> um so preside over the union of edgar and shelley with the help of woodland creatures mm. help is an interesting word what we have here is an interspecies animal orgy. Uh, yes, it doesn't Disney state has- that in the wiki article, but yeah. Yes. Uh, this wiki article is skimming over a lot of important bits. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This wiki article makes it more make sense. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Ron Taylor, determined to get revenge for his brother and sister, searches the slaughterhouse for Edgar. The mob mistake the noise coming from the slaughterhouse as a sign of Edgar's presence and Mrs. Taylor sets fire to the slaughterhouse, inadvertently burning her remaining children to oh, death. Yeah. Yep. I should have that's Oh, funny. my god! The sheriff asks Dr. Parker to possess a mob, but instead he whips them into bloodthirsty frenzy and hunt for Edgar. Yeah, so 
This is why you can't trust mobs, people. Never trust a mob. I mean, sheep, they're easily led. Except they're not. Back in the woods, Edgar is hungry for blood and begs Shelley to leave him for her own safety. Instead, Shelley offers her arm to Edgar to feed on. Just as he is about to bite, Meredith arrives and reveals she is Edgar's mother. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, ew, 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 ew. I know. She rose. Because orgy, yeah. Yeah. No, so it's, yeah, so they're, they're now technically married by the Greek god Pan and they have consummated that marriage and now they're okay, brother and sister. I think the rules are probably real loose on bat boy slash lady marriage. Who's is, making these rules? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there yeah. aren't any and I don't, who can say? Still brother and if sister. If you're half bat, you can do whatever you want, I guess. Uh, like, it, nothing matters. Can you? <laughs> I know like, it's Marry not like they your knew. Sister, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Legally. I feel like that's never a good thing. Well, it's not like the kids are going to come out any more weird. Like, <laughs> please. Oh. I mean, if anything, it'll be like a quarter bat. Yeah, so maybe like, it recorrects. Maybe they get more human. Yeah. I guess they're only half siblings, right? Uh, yes, technically. Correct. Yeah, don't even count. Because Bat Boy's <laughs> dad is a bat. I actually like well, a there's flock a, of bats. There's a really stupid explanation for I that. I really don't like that scene, just FYI. Oh, that why scene would you? It's a terrible scene. gave me scene. so much anxiety. Yeah, we, we haven't got to that scene in the plot yet. Yeah. So, Over, I don't think you're going to either, to be honest. No, we're not. So just go ahead have a chat about that scene. They don't tell you? No, no, they, no they do. They, they definitely do. Okay. It's in the you can read it? All right. Next paragraph. It's definitely not. Overcome with grief and shame, Edgar kills a cow and runs away to a cave. <laughs> Where he was discovered. Incensed at Dr. Parker's betrayal and Meredith's deceit, Edgar pledges to kill the pair of them in, and embrace his inner beast. Can we say he doesn't kill a cow with grief? You know, it's not, it's not because he's so sad that he kills a cow. He's so hungry, so he kills a cow to sate his hunger and then he sings a song about how sorry he is for killing a cow and then pledges revenge on his parents. Also, the article makes it sound like it was like, I'm your mum. And he's like, what? And then like kick flips and kills a cow and then like <laughs> yeah. runs out of there or something. He's like, I, I, <laughs> I can't deal with this. It's like, <laughs> you're the worst mum ever, kills a cow. Yeah, runs run out. <laughs> anyway, Zane's best friends, the mob. Eve. Arrive at the cave, as do Parker and Meredith. Together they reveal to the town that Edgar was the result of an experiment gone wrong. Yes. A young Parker accidentally spilled a prototype pheromone on Meredith, which caused him to go mad and sexually violate her. Mm-hmm. As Meredith ran home in tears, the ph- a pheromone also attracted a colony of bats that violated her as well. It just makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. I don't like it. (laughs) Even in the musical, it just, it. Colony of bats. Riddled with anxiety Mm -hmm. watching that scene. Colony of bats. Yeah. Also, that's not how. Babies that are made? works. That works. No. You can't just mix them together and, and hope then for get the best. Half and half. Mm. And also, if we're going on sheer like volume, surely he'd be more bat than he oh. looked like. No, no, no. So I like, guess I don't want to think about it, but like that's this not how it works. I don't think. <laughs> I think it's still one to one ratio. Is is pretty much just the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Right? I, I 
I mean, maybe I just have a big misunderstanding of what happened. I thought, I'm going to no, no, teach no. you how babies are made later. All right. Nine months <laughs> later. That sounded bad. <laughs> Nine months later, she gave birth to Shelly and Ed. Both of them. They're twins. twins. Yeah, they're twins. Yeah. Okay, now it's grosser. Shelly was fine. Mm. Now it's grosser. Repulsed by the deformed Edgar, Meredith asks, asked Parker to kill him. Jesus. But he could not and instead left him at the mouth of the cave where the bats adopted him. Awkward. Also, yeah. He's Why do just you like, get that I left, bit of- I left you at the mouth of the cave and the bats took you and I was like, that's fucking lucky. Sorry, I swore again. But that's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, this, this episode on his face. was always going to have an explicit tag. Hooray! Because, because, because of, of the- yeah. sexual violation. Yeah. But- um. But also, like, the fact that bats raised a baby like wolves raise a baby. Or, I think, like, chimpanzees raise a baby. Like, this is more of, like, the Greek god of nature, Pan, coming in and going, this is going to be fun. Let's <laughs> put the baby with the bats. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so it's and then Pan when he's older, he will meet his sister. And then we'll oh. convince him to. Winky face. Oh. I would watch a sitcom where 50 bats have to raise a baby. <laughs> to point out also, though, she, yeah, that um, the show does have some really nice, like, fun character numbers. Uh, the It's, yeah, it just gets so weird in the end yeah. there. Re- yeah. Weird and real dark. Are we at the end oh, yet? Almost. Almost. Yeah, let's get there. Okay, Edgar begs Parker to kill him, but he cannot. So Edgar reveals again, that. Again, again. Edgar reveals that he slept with Shelley. Furious and overcome with grief, Parker slits his own throat, causing Edgar to leap upon him and feed whilst Parker stabs him in the back. That's like the opposite of what he wanted. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, kill me. He was like, what if I kill me? And (laughs) And then kill you. Meredith tries to intervene but is stabbed as well. (laughs) And the three fall to the ground dead. (laughs) It's just like the end of Les Mis. (laughs) Actually. Mm -hmm. In the aftermath, Shelley and the townsfolk reflect on the tale and the lessons they have learned. Oh, my. Just like this don't podcast. be a mob. <laughs> don't be a mob. Just we can don't get do to it. that. <laughs> but yeah, plot done. Yeah, Plotted. That, that scene. I remember because when we did the show, it was like there was a point where it's like he kills himself, and then Edgar gets him, and then he stabs him, and it's like okay, cool, 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 cool. And then I think when Meredith, is it Meredith or Shelley who gets no, Meredith? Mer- yeah, and then so when Meredith, Meredith tries goes to over, separate them, and then she she gets also stabbed gets stabbed. Them. There was just never a, an elegant way to do that that didn't look ridiculous and hilarious. <laughs> Like, I'll help. I have also died. <laughs> no one go into the ball. People of... just keep dying. You're making it bigger. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. And so awkward at the, after all of that dramatic weird shit is happening to then have people dying as the funny moment at the end. It's not. Well, a, it's not meant to be funny. No, no. It's just not think, meant to be, but it's so. It just, Odd it can be such a slapstick oh, situation. God, yes. yeah. yeah, Meredith gets me. She didn't need to die. Why did Meredith die? Uh, because she sinned. And so let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> and we will come back and talk about the music. Just for Miranda. Yes. Bat Boy. Overture. Has an overture. Woo! Yeah, it does. Okay. Doesn't have an on track, but it does have an overture. Well, one out of two. And 
So then we have the cave. That sounds mysterious. Yeah. Is it echoey? Do they put an echo effect on the microphones? Ooh, it's actually, well, it's actually Bat Boy singing to echoes of himself. Oh, oh yeah. So then probably <gasps> oh, yes. I remember that. I that was actually that really cool. It's really cool. It's really interesting. And a really interesting opening to set up. This show is going to be weird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have the kids coming in, finding Bat Boy, et cetera, et cetera. Hold me, Bat Boy. What a banger. Hold me, Bat Boy. This is a great opening number. It's good. And I love it. So this is basically the company addressing you as a company, not as the characters that they're playing. Yeah. Like this is a, this very kind of like we are players going to tell you a tale about this character and this is what it will mean and this is what you'll get out of it. And then they... Proceed to do so. Uh, so Christian Charity, which is the sheriff, Meredith and Shelley. This is the first time where the, you have like the angry townspeople telling the sheriff that he'd better do something about the cattle. This, this cow problem. Now, <clears throat> the cow problem, mm-hmm. it turns out in the end, is that you can't raise cattle on hills, on hillsides. They just... You just can't do it. Is that an actual thing? Because it's I an actual thing. Really? Because I was driving down from Mulaney today and there was some cows on some hills. Well, I say hills, it's I think it's mountainsides because this is a mining it town. I was they, driving down a mountain. It was a mining town and they tried to go to cows after the mines finished and so the cows are dying and so they're blaming bad boys. It's just a whole thing. So why are the cows dying? Because you can't raise cows on a mountain. I, they're too sideways. They don't like I'm it. sorry. They just die. They just die. They just fall over and die. <laughs> I'm I'm skipping ahead to the reprise. Kristen Charity is the sheriff bringing Batboy to Meredith and Shelley. Yeah, I mean, like, I was going to kill him, but I'm, I'm not. Saying, come on now, Kristen Charity, this is your problem now, not mine. <laughs> it's odd that he picks her out of everyone in the town. Oh, well, Dr. Parker Dr. might Parker. know Doctors. what to do. Yeah. He's yeah. A so vet. they have cages big enough to hold him. Because he's a veterinarian. Yes, and so he's just kind of got him on some chains and handcuffs and wants to put oh. him in a cage. Uh, <laughs> ugly boy, <laughs> Shelly just picking on. Just ragging on, on that boy. Rude. <laughs> what you want to do, which is Rick getting all like, oh, I'm a big tough man with my knife and you're inside a cage and I'm going to have sex and you're going to watch. Mm, yeah. Gross. Oh. It's really kind of setting up like Bat Boy's the good the good kid here, and yeah. everyone else is the terrible people. <laughs> a home for you. It's Meredith and Bat Boy. This is where Meredith sings a little bit with Bat Boy, with the, like all cooing, and then promises to like help him and raise him and care for him rather than treating him like an animal, like he has been yeah. treated. Because up until this point, he hasn't sung in English, right? He's no. just made. Just sounds. sounds. Oh, that's yeah. right. That was- Scrabbling and, and screeching and cooing. Mm. Very, very much like what Alex is doing right now. Thank you. Uh, another dead cow. Yeah. This is a hoedown. It's a hoedown. <laughs> it's good. In this, song, in this show, we get a hoedown and a gospel number. It's a good time. And it's rap. a good time. Very much like who else gets a hoedown and a gospel number? Hannah Best Montana. little whorehouse. That's true. They do. Mm. Uh, another day cow, basically the townspeople complaining about the cows dying and looking for a scapegoat, like literally looking for someone to blame. Or a scape bat in this case. Correct. Miranda. 
and then dance with me darling dr parker's number where he is manipulating his wife and yeah he's just being a gross person yeah yeah would i be right in uh, assuming that dance with me darling is in fact a euphemism correct for Winky sexual face. intercourse yes oh, the sad. layers uh they're and I will say, <laughs> in my interpretation of this show, mm-hmm. Dr. Parker is always crazy and everyone else is just kind of like brushing it off. Like it hasn't come up yet? Like it just hasn't become a problem for them yet. Hmm. And like you, uh, you can sing this song where he's literally either dancing with a broom or dancing with Bat Boy and singing this song about how his... He used to be so in love with his wife and they had so much fun together and then something happened and uh, who knows what could have gone wrong. Hmm. And and it's just him basically singing to the sky about how good life used to be and how he's going to have sex with his wife again. Hooray. Yeah. Because it's it's very sudden because these are like the voices in his head they say in the script. And like, yeah, he would have to already be pretty far gone. Yeah. 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 Uh, Then we have Mrs. Taylor's lullaby. (laughs) Uh, which is Mrs. Taylor, which is traditionally a double cast with the Reverend. So it's usually a man playing a woman, um, promising her daughter who's in hospital after the bad boy bite that she's going to get revenge and make sure that Dr. Parker kills the bad boy because he deserves it because he's not a good Christian. I don't know if that's a direct quote. Uh, Show you a (laughs) thing or two. This is the makeover number. My Fair Lady. This is My Fair Lady where they show him flashcards. Yeah, I remember this number being very sweet and then entertaining. Yeah. And all the um, giant flashcards coming on. Is that this number? Yeah. Well, in the production that you saw, yeah, there's all the giant flashcards. I think this number for me is the most jarring to both get into and get out of. Like it's very separate to the rest of the story, whereas it's kind it of like flow. Yeah, with we it, yeah. need we need a genie to make make Edgar a real person now. So we're doing it with this this song. It's um, sort of a montage song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a montage yeah. song. It definitely is. It's meant to be a couple months, I think. But even then, yeah. even then, Christian Charity reprise. Now that's the sheriff, Doctor Parker, and the company. When that's them saying. He can't come to the revival or else. Uh, comfort and Joy. Which is my favourite song oh. of the show. Oh, for awesome. obvious reasons. Why? Which obvious reasons? Isn't that like all your fave things rolled into one? Isn't this the mother's song? No. Oh. This is Dr. Parker going crazy. Okay, then M.M. It's your yeah. second favourite thing, crazy people. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> that, that's very true. Uh, this is... This is the end of Act 1. So this is where Meredith has said, no, 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 he's going to the revival whether you want him to or not, and Dr. Parker snapping and saying he's going to figure out a way to kill that boy and win his wife back and everyone's who stands in his way is going down. And then it's a bit of a like, well, the revival's coming, everyone get ready and, and oh, we've got to get ready for the revival and uh, you're on my side, right? Shelly and I'm on your side, I I guess. Uh, I kind of love Edgar, but I'm not telling you that yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, people have said that uh, Lawrence O'Keefe rehashes uh, some music uh, in this <laughs> People song have said. For Legally Blonde. The, Correct, the yeah. The titular track, Legally Blonde. He uh, self-plagiarizes really? for Legally Blonde, yeah. Like, you I listen how, to them two obviously. back to back. You can, you can hear it. I hear it because I've had people point it out, but like I... Eh. I didn't I didn't pick it up on my first listen through either. I think I could skip yoga that week because it was enough of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Act two opens up with a gospel number, a joyful noise, Reverend Hightower, um, and the company basically just says, "We're having a revival." Woo! Gospel, fun way to open the act. Correct. And Who then Bat Boy arrives and sings a little bit about how he just wants everyone to like him and that he has things to offer and he just wants to be like a normal person. Oh, sweet little bad boy! And then the Reverend says. Yeah, you should be treated like a normal person. And then the townspeople go, Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I guess we should treat him like a normal person. And then, of course, Dr. Parker arrives and the townspeople forget everything that they've just learned and all hell breaks loose, which is the company. Stop the Bat Boy, which is the company. And then, very close second favorite song of the show Three Bedroom House. Hmm. which is Meredith and Shelley. There you go. Here's your mum song. <laughs> but it, it, Meredith is very clearly hanging together by a thread yeah. in this song. <laughs> and it's it's so great, uh, the, the playoff between her trying to reassure Shelley but then also build up the dream and then deal with reality. Like it's such a great character, character number for that mm. actor. Babe but, in the Woods, just an instrumental. Before we get to children, 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 <laughs> children. What a beautiful name for an animal orgy. In which we have Pan and Company. Company usually consisting of people dressed as animals. Mm, yeah. And this is the uh, the uh, the interspecies orgy. Must it be though? Yes. It's possible, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, burn you freak, burn. Now, this is the music that plays while they burn down the slaughterhouse, inadvertently killing the last Taylor son. Ron Ron. Taylor. Correct. The last Taylor son. Yeah, because they, Dr. Parker killed Rick. Yep. And Ruthie. Well, Ruthie and then Rick when all hell broke loose, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Inside Your Heart, Bat Boy and Shelley. This is the love song where it's kind of dark, but this is where Shelley transitions from like petulant teenager to like mm. I'm making my own choices and it's very quick. Like yeah. that's it's this well, when you grow up you grow up. It. Just like yep. that. Just yeah. like that. Just snap Bam. a finger. That's I'm happened. growing up now. But it's a great song. I really love yeah. this song. Very funny as well. Yes. Yeah. Because it's it it plays around with like with double meanings but also very singular focused meaning. Yeah. No? Sure. You didn't appreciate the puns in this one? I don't remember them specifically. Okay. Well, it's just like inside your heart, they're talking about feelings and blood. Yeah, and it's like, uh, nice. come spend your life on my arm and yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> sorry, we have uh, Apology to a Cow. So this is after Meredith's <laughs> come in and Bat Boy's oh, run away, had to so kill a cow, yep. and is having his Sweeney Todd epiphany moment where it's like, I am a monster and they're treating me like a monster. So let's just embrace it. 
I'll just spade a spade. Be a monster. Yep. With the specific intention to kill Dr. Parker and Meredith Parker. Rough. Hello, father. Hello. Is this is where he confronts Dr. Parker, and then we have revelations where they tell the story of the pheromone and the violation and then the bats. Yep. Etc. Yep. yep, yep. It's um unpleasant. Yeah. Yep. Not pleasant. Uh then we have the finale, which is like it's such an understatement. <laughs> it's called I imagine you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I'm not yeah. certain, but I can imagine. And yeah. you know what? They weren't wrong. That you might be upset. <laughs> so this is after everyone is basically this is as people are dying. What a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stab, so stab, stab. Oh, I imagine you might be upset about <laughs> that. Yeah. About that. And then I am not a boy, uh, which is just I bad boys. Bad. Yes. Uh final words to Shelley as she holds him as he dies. And then we have the finale, which is Hold Me Bat Boy, where Shelley and the company basically rehash the opening they rise up not as the characters and they address the audience as players saying this is what this story was about this is what you should have learned from it Hmm. the end and what is that just well so that we can cover that off before the end segment they pop them off and like one after the other in the verse it's like love your neighbors forgive keep your vows a mountain's no place to keep cows Revenge is something God forbids to scapegoat folks is wrong. And don't kill Mrs. Taylor's kids. Uh, <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that one home. Don't kill Mrs. Taylor's kids. Got it. <laughs> and don't deny your beast inside is the main thing. Oh, okay. Don't deny your I beast won't. inside. Ooh. And that's it. That's the end of the show. Alex, do you have a favorite song? That Oh, God. Just one. I really like uh, I Imagine You're Upset. So good. It is. It is very good. I imagine you're upset. Is it's a great song for an actor, and mm. it's very hard to do it out of context. So it's not like a a song you could just without for an audition, mm. or even like just if you want to <laughs> sing a song with some friends. Like it's this is it's it's a great end for a character. But also, um, comfort and joy is very good. I also like uh, Edgar's part in Comfort and Joy. Uh, Absolutely. He, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. And everything, just so many good songs. Every song in this is so good. It's so good. Because I think it's weird. Comfort and Joy is strange because at the end of Act 1, it is the I Want song hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Meredith is saying what she wants. Shelley's saying what she wants. Batboy's saying what he wants. All the company is saying what they want, getting ready for the revival. And it's it's weird because they couldn't have an I Want song earlier because their main character couldn't speak. Yeah. So it's pushed to the end of Act 1. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's very unusual. Yeah. I do really enjoy that number where you hear him speak for the first time. (laughs) And that um, the how they it plays with him learning the language is. Mm. And how they they justify him having a British accent. (laughs) He's watched lots of masterpiece theatre. That's it. (laughs) All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will talk about who's been in Bat Boy. Is it a me? Is it my turn? Correct. I think you should tell us about yes, who's been Mario. in. Yes, Mario. It's your turn. It's my turn. Let's talk about the Bat Boy. Um, look, 
I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of information. There's been a lot of... Uh, um, regional, like yeah, regional productions, but because it hasn't had a you know ten year run on Broadway, it doesn't have a lot of big name cast. Um, it did play West End in two thousand and four, uh, but it starred the same people who'd done it before. So let's Correct. talk about a couple of the key people. Um, there's. A person by the name of Devin May, May, who featured off-Broadway as Bat Boy and uh, he's received a Theatre World Award for his performance in that production. But he's followed the show and done it quite a number of times, um, including on West End. Uh, Devin Shaw May from California is also a photographer. That's an important thing to note apparently. Um, He won that award and also had a bunch of nominations for his performance and various other things. Um, He spent a lot of time doing Jersey Boys. (laughs) That's, That's pretty much it. He did Bat Boy, Jersey Boys. Sort of go very hand in hand, similar, very similar, very roles. similar um, themes. <laughs> I think he may have done a, quite a bit of Jersey Boys with someone I went to uni with oh, in really? Vegas. Yeah, so that's that was an interesting thing for me to note that none of you probably care about at all. Yep, you went to care. uni in Vegas? Nope, <laughs> I went to uni in Mackay. One in a game of craps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An education. That's exciting. Um. So he must have been just very perfect for that role. He developed it pretty much. Uh, so he was the original Batboy um, and the original Meredith was Caitlin Hopkins. She did, yes, she did. She also followed it to off-Broadway, but it was that role was recast. Um, Rebecca Veer played Meredith in on West End. She's uh, Caitlin Hopkins, sorry, who we were talking about before, has uh, pretty much did Batboy and then launched the rest of her career off that. I, that seems to be, am I thinking of the wrong person? Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking about a completely different person. <laughs> Which person are you talking about? I don't know who I'm talking about anymore. Um, Anyone. Anyone at all. Anyone at all. She's done a bit of TV um, in the early 90s. She made her broad day debut in Noises Off and has done a few other things. But, yeah, nothing of extreme note. So moving on, uh, also off-Broadway, Sean McCourt played Dr. Thomas Parker. Or if you look up Sean McCourt's uh, wiki entry, Sean McCourt played as the drunk psychopathic Dr. Thomas Parker Mm. in the original off-Broadway musical, That Boy, The Musical. Um, He's he's spent a lot of time hanging around Wicked. But also hasn't. But also various other shows. Um, but because he was, <clears throat> he was understudy to Dillamond eventually. That? So right. when he eventually came back to the show after doing a bunch of other stuff, he, he right. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that his other credits include Titanic and the original Broadway cast of Mary Poppins, but it doesn't say what as. So 
He's probably an ensemble bunny and it seems like most of the people in this show are like solid character ensemble people from Broadway shows or have a lot of off-Broadway or regional credits and then they've come into this show. Um, Like I said, interesting though that they they took it from development to off-Broadway with almost the same cast. I think they expanded the cast a fair bit, but um, like you said before, there's a lot of doubling in the roles. Heaps of doubles. So many doubles. So it's actually a pretty small cast show for something that could be a lot bigger. Technically, like, they did it off-Broadway with 11 people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, Sheriff and Delia, uh, then, well, I know, like, Mrs. Taylor and the Reverend, the Institute man, and then also just a random Roy. guy. Roy, Roy the I random guy. Sure. Uh, then Rick Taylor <laughs> plays Lorraine. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some some gender bending going on, a which of, when uh, you look at the content of the show isn't surprising. Really. I think that that's kind of what they were going <laughs> for. That kind of like uncanny valley sort of. Yeah, everything's just yeah. a little off kilter. Um, but yeah, it must have made it a very interesting show to work on for mm. that for that cast. Uh, one more we'll mention is uh, Carrie Butler as Shelley Parker. Um, she did quite a few shows. Uh, did Blood Brothers as her um, Broadway debut in 1993, quite some time ago, and then originated the role of Belle for a Toronto production company which is interesting, um, but then eventually transferred to Broadway with Beauty and the Beast. So is that where they at town trialed it in Toronto? Quite possibly. Because if she's originating the role? Yeah. It's worded strangely, but yeah. Uh, she played Belle for over two years and um, then moved on to play Eponine in Les Mis, as you do. As you do. As you do. Uh, that was after that that she went into um, Bat Boy. And uh, she added a quote to her bio saying, we were really building an audience before September 11 and after that we never recovered. So yeah. she actually says, you know, people didn't, want to go out and well, see theater so much downtown. of the theater in new york is tourism yeah and when that has happened then not only it's not only the new yorkers that are affected it's everyone around there who was yeah. going to them so she was she's basically saying she recognizes that it had a a, a cult or fan following yeah. and the timing Yep. Just didn't work out. Um, you'd be interested to know, Zane, that she went from Batboy to originating the role of Penny Pingleton Hairspray, then Audrey in Little Shop, and then... I did, I did not know. Xanadu. Aren't. Woo. Xanadu or Xanadu? No, Xanadu, the that better of the show. That does not interest me. I'm very... Oh, sorry. I'm not I interested assumed, in Xanadu. I assumed you liked them both. No. No? No, oh, you okay. would be very much Damn. incorrect. <laughs> yes, he likes the worst of the two. Well, she went through a bit of a TV phase after that, but most recently and currently playing the Tina Fey equivalent role in Mean Girls. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. So um, other people have done it, but, you know... Well, yeah, regional 
tours and and regional productions. Let us mm. know who yeah. who you've done it if if anyone of note has done it or if you've done it. Let us know who Patrick Aiken. Patrick Aiken. We call that Patrick Aiken. <laughs> Friend of the show, Patrick Aiken. Friend of the um, show. But there was an interesting um, swing listed for the off Broadway production. John Tracy Egan, um, who has done a bunch of stuff. After doing Bat Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sort of gave him his little sort of push. But, um, yeah, not, not too many other names All right. of note. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will let you know who our Dreamcast is. <laughs> who is in your Dreamcast, Alex? Uh, I think probably Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I haven't for a while. Um, I don't really use the Dreamcast anymore. I probably upgraded to... Um... This is a bad joke and you're really <laughs> doubling down on it and I want to punch you. Um, okay, so I off the bat, I'm just bad at casting. I would make a terrible director. Um, Duly noted. Thank you. Uh, I, I, the second note against me is that I was in a p- production of Bat Boy and I think it was beautifully cast. <laughs> Patrick Aiken, forever. Oh, but see, he doesn't like talking about it, Alex, and we've said his name so many times. He's going to be cranky. I just want him to like me, and I've beefed it so You're hard. You're going to give him a heads up right now, actually. Actually, I really enjoyed Patrick's performance. He did and great. I hope oh, he's you, a great actor. You like, hear this, Patrick, and you believe every word that I say. changed my life. I, I thought he was, so like, hard. relatively sexy for a, a bat human. I was like, damn. Sexy bat human. Sexy bat human. But if I were to cast someone that was not um, the cast that it already was, um, and I feel like this is a really basic response. I don't know whether a lot of people have said it, but I think a young Ian McKellen for Bat Boy. For Bat Boy. For Bat Boy. Like a very young Ian Like a very young Ian McKellen. Like 1930s Ian McKellen. Yeah. But like, let's do it now, see what happens. The dignity (laughs) and gravitas he would bring to the role. And he's, he's got the chops, he could do it. Yeah. That's my sure. hot take. I think I think he can go far, Ian McKellen. I believe in him. <laughs> I think this Ian <laughs> fellow, fellow no one backs could him. do well. I'm in his corner. I think Ian McKellen doing Bat Boy would be life-changing. It would be a sight to behold. You don't I think, think he'd do great when, when he's become Edgar? Sure. I Yeah, I just can't. I've, I, I don't have a reference point for young Ian McKellen. For young Ian McKellen. Like Ian McKellen mm. has always been the older gentleman in any movie I've ever seen of his. I don't think I've ever seen him be young. He was quite attractive when he was younger. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Ooh. Yeah. If, I've ever looked if up. headshots are to be believed. <laughs> and we all know that they're one hundred percent Um I don't know if he can sing at all. But Dreamcast everyone can sing, right? Andy Circus for Bat Boy. Ooh. It's just he has this a particular. <laughs> he has just a connection with the physicality, that animal physicality, and Andy Circus. Then and I'll show plays. you a thing or two. Then Ian McKellen, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Circus into Ian McKellen. <laughs> oh, that's a very old band. <laughs> like, I, can, I, can see it. I can definitely Dreamcast. see it. Dreamcast. Nathan Lane is bad boy. <laughs> no, that's all wrong. That's all John types of wrong. Lifko. No. Young John Lifko no. is bad boy. Dolly Parton, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. 
<laughs> so is no one going to bring up? Yeah, Zac Efron as Rick okay. Taylor. Done. Done, done, done dusted. Honestly, if we, are, if we are saying young, young Christian Ball, I think, would be an interesting choice for interesting that boy. Interesting that boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If we're going like actual Broadway actors. Mm-hmm. I have an... I have strong opinions only about Meredith and Dr. Parker. Yes. Dr. Parker, I would love Alan Cumming. Oh, I think, as Dr. Parker. God, he would have made a good bad boy too. He would. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't because, mean for it to sound weird. Because I think he can it's pull off midnight. that charming, creepy before it gets charming to like creepy. aggressive creepy. That's what creepy. you need. Yeah. Charming creepy. Charming creepy. There must be a lot of charming creepy out there in the world. My, if you're charming creepy, let us know. <laughs> call in. <laughs> My mind goes to Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an, charming yeah, creepy. Kind charming of creepy. from Primal Fear, Edward Norton from Primal yeah, Fear. Yeah, like he can he can be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, my, hey. my Meredith pick was Audra McDonald. Huh. I think. Because, Rebel Wilson. because Audra McDonald is your Zac Efron. Yeah, That's right. we know. She's my Zac Efron. <laughs> and you can roll my eyes, but I still get in trouble when I roll my eyes at your Zac Efron picks. So there, Audra McDonald is perfect and Zac Efron is mediocre. That's Woof. right, I said it. Rebel this Wilson. Unacceptable. No! <laughs> get out as Shelley. As, uh, as Meredith. Oh, no, no, she would not, not as Meredith. She would play Ruthie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think you should play um, Mrs. Taylor, you know, when it's not being done in drag. Yeah. Yeah. I could actually actually see that. I can see if a movie happened, I could see Rebel Wilson being cast as that. I'm still, this is me bubbling over the Little Shop of Horrors thing. Don't worry, she's not in it. Megan Hilty is now. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Um, So I thought I might help myself out by Googling... Charming, creepy actors. Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting search. It's come up with some interesting results. Um, yeah, look, I've accidentally clicked on this link for Jared Leto. Oh, no, Leto. no. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto, Vito, Vito, Vito the Leto. Jim, <laughs> Jared Leto. Hey, what about but, what about John Daniel Radcliffe? No, thank you. As he Dr. can't Parker. sing. No, as he'd be a good Rick Taylor. He, well, if yeah, if. Uh, no, he can't sing. Dreamcast. As Dr. Parker, as Dr. Parker, Hokan Phoenix. I can see that. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Did you guys, Joaquin? Joaquin? Is he? Did you guys ever watch Heroes? Or Jonathan Reese Myers? You know Lindemann? Oh, no. Lindemann from Heroes, like the, the bad guy, the older Ooh, bad yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a creepy. That's not just something you rub on yourself and you're sore. Lindemann. Anyone else? Nah. Nope. We're done. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Excellent. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we will talk top five lists. If Bad Boy was going to be on a top five list, what top five list would it be on? Top five weird musicals. I was going to say top five trips. Uh, top five dark comedies, I think. It's a shoe-in. This and you're in town. Yeah. Yeah. They often go hand in hand. Yeah, a similar Toxic time. Avenger, I think, would again. I really want to see that up. now. Top five shows with cows as main plot points. <laughs> <laughs> that um, one, Into, into the, the Woods. woods. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> There's a cow in Gypsy. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah there you go. I have a moo cow and you <laughs> cow, a true cow, good Caroline. Mamoo, uh, mamoo. I mean, top five <laughs> orgy scenes. 
Yeah. 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 Yep, Wild sadly. party in this one. Rent. Oh, yeah, I guess. None of just... rent is good, but there is one in it. <laughs> top, Team Benny. Top five shows with unknown but then later discovered incest. Oh, this is really specific. There's actually a few of those. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a top five. Yeah. All Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, top five shows inspired by tabloid newspapers. <laughs> I think it's just this, this one. This one Chicago? Newsies? Oh, yeah. Newsies? Oh, <laughs> uh, there wasn't tabloid newspapers, though. There was actual newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Getting so picky off his own list. That's right, so I uh, Top five musicals by Lauren Turkey. Correct. It's up there. How many is he done? Three. Is oh. he up to... I th- well, three have been like... He's not dead yet. <laughs> what are you doing, O'Keefe? Come on, clock's ticking. Pump out five. <laughs> Quick. Uh, Fill cool. out your list. Yeah. Um, with Burrs from Wild Party again... I think Dr. Parker is top five crazy guy, crazy man character. Crazy, crazy male man. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, oh. I think he is a really interesting character. Top five musicals that sadly aren't Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put this one in Hamilton in the same basket. You reckon? Yep. I, I don't like that. Why am I watching Hamilton? Yeah. Just often when I'm watching a musical, I'm like, oh, I wish this was Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> you don't what? get so. Is this. <laughs> Is this top five musicals? <laughs> yeah. Except for Hamilton. I think I just wanted to say how good Hamilton was. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't mentioned it yet. I just want to take this opportunity. Are you guys going to do an episode on Hamilton or are we going to skip that one? Because I think people, not enough people know about Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's scheduled. Yes, well, coming I... up in the next few weeks. This year we'll be doing Hamilton. Legit. Oh, really? Release Have you Friday the 23rd of November. I'm saving it. I can't see it. I can't watch it. Well, then I can't don't see it the episode. Because, again, we will mention, again, KB is coming back. So we will resume our so rotating So just get cast. a replacement for Miranda. So much pressure for that, and I guess. me. So much. Yeah. Yeah, it. Who was it? Top You'll five. I just said the name. Just listen to this episode again and find out. Musicals. Yeah, that's right. It's this one and Damn Yankees. <laughs> and the Batman <laughs> musical. Oh, what about Miranda? What, what about falsettos? <laughs> Miranda. You Such an evil that. witch laugh as well. Because I, I made a really bad joke. Yep, you I sure hope did. everyone enjoyed it. That was awful. Um, I think top five appearances of a Greek god. Yeah, the musical. Oh, Unexplained. You, know, no, such you a, got a lot to work with there. Such a gold sparkly appearance that was. I would like you to list five better than this one. Xanadu. And it's just the appearance. <laughs> um, Thank you very much. Uh, Moving on. Rude. <laughs> Are you kidding five. me? Little Mermaid? The Little Mermaid. That's one. Hercules. Mm. Hercules. Hercules isn't a stage musical. Not yet. Exactly right. Will be. Bat Boy is. <laughs> Sadly. True. Uh, Top five musicals with just consistent banger songs. Like hits hit hit yeah. hit They're all bangers. Oh, no. That's look. I will say top five mobs in a musical. <laughs> you he mobs. likes a mob. 
He hates a mob. I hate a mob, but that's also why I really like it when they're done well. And I think this one really illustrates the kind of futility and ridiculousness of a mob where they literally kill one of their own because they're not thinking about what they're doing. Self-aware mobs. But is it better than Beauty and the Beast's mob? Yes. Which is the go-to mob when you think of a mob. Absolutely. I think this mob is better. But it doesn't need to be better because it could be number two. True. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all right. That's why it's the top five and not just like a number and there, one. And there is a mob in Wicked. There's a mob. There, there's but definitely I think, a mob in Wicked. Yeah, I think this mob Wicked! is the best mob because it it, it kind of illustrates <laughs> this, what a mob out is. Out of all of the mobs, one. is the best mob. I look. Yes, I'm. <laughs> I'm putting it. I'm putting my foot down. Um, it's the best can I, mob. Can I go top five? Just unbelievable plots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. just. Because the plot of Wicked's very believable. <laughs> well, in the context of that world, it is. Sure. That's the thing. Yeah. They create a situation where they suspend disbelief, disbelief for you. Uh, the yeah. rules of that world yeah, allow all that. of that to exist, whereas this is set in the actual world. Whereas I would say this... It definitely belongs on top they, five plot twists for exactly the reason that you're putting it on uh, that list. Yeah. But yeah. like they talk about science and then they no. It's just no. It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. Top five just no. Top five <laughs> just no. <laughs> Good. Yep. I'm not saying it's a bad show. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that the plot is like, what? Yeah. It is definitely what. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's, I think everyone who's watched this show, listened to this show, read through the synopsis of the show has at some point gone like, wait, what? What? Hmm. Yeah. Any other well, top five? That's fives? not how making babies works. <laughs> no? Good. All right. I'm just going to get one last one in there. Comfort and joy. Top five. End of act ones. Oh, yeah. whatever. Have it. No. Just speed through it. I yep, say no. Sure. Great. Do it. I'll back whatever. it. No. Good. Alex overrules everyone. Hooray! Yeah, we're moving on. Everyone knows One Day More is the literally top five. It's not top one. <laughs> no, I will it, make a list of five. It takes the first sure. five spots. Incorrect. What lessons have you learned from Bat Boy, Alex? Well, other than the ones that they list off at the very, very end of the play, where they're like, here's the messages. Hold Don't your bat boy. Hold your bat Touch boy. Touch your bat boy. Ooh. <laughs> Stop they, now. Uh, I think that there's a, a very good message that uh, we all have things that are not what, like, so there's, like, the ideal member of society, whatever that means. A farmer. A cow farmer. Yeah, a cow farmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all have something that makes us different from society, and it's usually something that we feel that we should suppress, uh, be it our identity or our sexual orientation or uh, all, all the that fact stuff. you really want to be a miner and yeah. not a cow farmer. Yeah, you just want to mine stuff. Oh, um, I think you meant like a young person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that, or that you have a monster inside, or that you have a monster inside, or uh, all that stuff. We are made to feel like that makes us a monster because people don't accept it, um, and that yeah, if we suppress that, then it ends up. Over overwhelming us and turning us into monsters, and also people who otherwise want to be good people uh, become monsters when people refuse to accept them for who they are. And I think that's a very important. Following message. on from that, mm. using that appearance of being a good person to beat people into submission mm. doesn't work. 
not cool. Just generally like, not cool. Yeah, it's like the whole idea of what Christian charity is and how to like make people fit into that little box so that you can control them mm. is is very is like the whole first act. Yeah. Yeah. Um sometimes it's not a bat boy that's eating your cows. Mhm. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you shouldn't raise cows on a mountain. But that's, well, that's again, one of the listed one of the lessons. lessons. Yeah. I learned that I never wanted to or needed to see an animal orgy. But now I've seen it. Good job. Mm. <laughs> it's a retroactive lesson. Mm. Which all lessons are. True. You just blew my damn mind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone could tell you that you're going to learn a lesson. You're like, no, I'm not. Then you watch and you're like, no, I did. Oh, <laughs> ah, damn it. Dang. That's a preemptive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any um, other lessons? Like there are, there's a lot about honesty here and emotional honesty. Yeah. And codependency, Dr. Parker and Meredith Parker are literally only together because they both feel guilty about this one thing that they refuse to admit. Mm. If they were just a little bit more emotionally honest, they could deal with the problem rather than passive aggressively taking it out on each other by withholding sex or you know, threatening to kill their son unless they have sex with you. Uh, it's a it's a weird interplay that they have. Like it's definitely the extremes, but like the um, and also, I guess Shelley with Meredith that mother mother daughter relationship thing also yeah, has yeah. a little bit of that in it. Yeah, um, there might also be a lesson in there for science about just don't screw with the pheromones. Yeah, <laughs> pheromones is such a weird <laughs> MacGuffin to put in a show. It's literally just something you smell. It's not like a what? mind control thing. I just learned that MacGuffin is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Still not sure what it means. Continue. It means um otherwise meaningless plot device. MacGuffin. Mm. Your guffin. MacGuffin. <laughs> to ah. succeed, I must go to this place and get the MacGuffin, and then I will be the hero. It sounds delicious. Does it come mm. with a hash brown? <laughs> I mean, if your MacGuffin Two is located in a McDonald's before ten thirty, a Mick McGuffin. Oh no, you can get hash browns all twenty four seven. Why you did you not 24/7? bring hash browns with you then? I learned that <laughs> McDonald's now provides hash browns twenty four seven. You know what else you can food. get twenty four seven from McDonald's now? Pancakes. Ooh. All breakfast food, Miranda. Not all of it. What well, about eggs? Just the good shit. What about? <laughs> I got my MacGuffin at really like eleven forty-five. Really leaning into that explicit <laughs> tag now. Okay. Um, um, if McDonald's wants else? to sponsor us, I feel like we should more than welcome to. Yeah. We'll happily eat food as well. I think you can learn something from the timing of Bat Boy. We've we've alluded to it a couple of times, but like nine eleven really destroyed tourism and theater as as well as as like a run-on effect of the actual attacks themselves and like sometimes a show that would have gone on to do good things we seem to talk about and have talked about a lot of those shows that have suffered poor timing or um you know just a, a bad set of um circumstances or competition that has really put a downer on an otherwise great show that should have yeah, and deserved to yeah. do a lot better. We Maybe we talk about them because we feel like they're not as well known. 
I think and deserve to be. Honestly, I think we but, so, they self-select because they're the ones that we know of, so we're more keen to put them out there. Yeah. Like yeah. the ones that suffered from poor timing that weren't themselves great, we probably still don't know about or yeah. aren't really keen to talk Way about. Way to mm. ruin my MacGuffin mood, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because yeah. I think Wild Party is another is, is one of those. Is like, yeah, She Loves Me was the other one that yeah. we spoke oh, yeah, of that absolutely. sat in that sort of place that yeah. it just the competition it was up against, it's never had a moment to, to, sh- to, to shine, to be. To latch on. Yeah, yeah. To the zeitgeist. And um, like I said, I think, I don't think Bat Boy was ever going to have, you know, Overarching, it was broad never appeal. going to be Hamilton. No, <laughs> but um, that cult following could have really sort of kicked in at the time that it went. I definitely off think Broadway. it could have followed a similar track to Year in Town, yeah. in that it went on to Broadway, it got the notoriety that comes with that, and then goes on from there. Mm. Uh, whereas I think like it's it's always kind of going to be this cult musical now. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Any other lessons? Um, I I think just if you got stuff in your past, don't act like it didn't happen. Talk it out. That's a hey good one. Hey everyone, yeah. remember that time I was raped by bats? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, you don't have to tell everyone. You don't like take an ad out in the paper or anything. But who takes oh, ads out in the paper? You should probably <laughs> talk to your husband about I'm it. I just gonna put it on but- Facebook. I don't. I don't mean the bats. I mean like she and him, because yeah. they just like didn't like they they stay in this marriage and act like it didn't happen. And then at the end of the show, really tragically, he's just like, oh, he has your eyes, and like I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, I'm you know I'm fucking well, you know she has no reason to say I'm sorry too. But like they just, it's just clear that they haven't talked about it, and yeah. they still really love each other. And it's just this tragic thing, and you know like, you know, I do know, yeah. <laughs> So feelsy. Such a good musical. (sighs) See, I'm glad that Alex agrees with me. I think Alex needs a moment. Let's give him a tissue. Let's give him a moment. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Um, Do you have anything that you want to plug specifically uh, right now? Well, I I have have two things. Two things? One of them, uh, I'm a musician uh, called Your Man Alex Smith. Because Alex Smith is too common, and if you search Alex Smith, you find the American footballer. Far too common. Too and who common. even likes American footballers? Not this guy. Tell you that much. <laughs> but um, if you search your man Alex Smith, you can find my music on Bandcamp, Spotify, and iTunes. And I also have a podcast with this network called My Songs Suck. And we are uh, I've been writing songs for ten years, and they weren't very good when I started. So me and my friend James Kehoe, we're going through and seeing what we can learn from. Uh, writing terrible music and how far we've come. But it's not just your terrible music that you no. discuss. It's other people's terrible music. Yeah, we they get, come um, on and talk about their own terrible music. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice sharing but, vulnerability. Oh, that's yeah. And just to be really clear, that's not the songs that are available on no. Spotify. All right, good. No, no. they're I, the my, good ones that don't. My better suck. ones are yeah, on good. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, search. Your man, Alex Smith, for mm-hmm. upcoming gigs. And if you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can go to our website, that'snotcanonproductions.com. If you want to find out more about all the other podcasts on the network, of which there are a growing number. There um, are, including My Songs Suck. 
Including yeah. my song Suck, um, including Elvis Lives, which is Julie's new podcast, which yeah, is coming is. out. Um, or you can listen to Miranda stab things with a spear in Law and Disorder, a Dungeons and Dragons Shut podcast. Up! Yep, that's that's how she goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on that's not kind of productions.com, you can find links to our merch. You can get a weird cast Zac Efron T-shirt. Yeah, you can. I'm wearing it right now. It looks <laughs> so confirm. good and it's, it's so comfy. comfy. Uh, and if you want to be one of the best people in the world, go to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. For as little as $1 a month, you get an extra episode per month. They're very funny. I enjoy them. That's good value for money. It's we very enjoy, good value for money. Them. They're not as long as these ones. They're not as long, but they they are. I think which is which is riffier. a blessing, really. It works really to be well honest. My attention span. <laughs> but also, for one dollar a month, you get all the all the previous ones as well. So you have a oh. whole bunch of extra listening that you get to do, as well as our unreleased episodes on cats Ooh, and the mystery episode, the mystery episode, I which we've really, mentioned a couple times. I would really like to listen to the cats episode because that was. Like so what, long ago. 18 months ago we recorded that. Yeah, almost. Um, I don't have a Patreon account, so I can't access it. Well, just Do make I have to, one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> a couple dollars a month. Okay. I'll do it. Thank you again, Alex. Go find Alex on doing all his things. Uh, thank you again to Julie. So welcome. Thank you again to Miranda. Yes. And... <laughs> I've been Zane C. Weber. We'll see you all next Friday to talk about more musicals. Bye. 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 catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 